Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap CEOs about what's going on in general at their companies. With us today, happy to have them for the first time, technically the second time, but for the first time on Cross River Ventures, Alex Clenman, he's a CEO of Cross River Trades in Canada under CRVC, and for our friends in the U.S., under CSRVF. For those new to the story, that's going to be almost all of you. Cross River is a gold exploration company. They're focused on the development of top-tier exploration properties in the premier mining district of Red Lake, the Red Lake area. And why the Red Lake area? A couple of great reasons is why I'm going to love this interview. First, the Red Lake area hosts the largest mineral-rich greenstone belt on the planet. Over 200 million ounces of gold have been produced in over 100 years, hosts over 120 mines, more than 21 deposits with more than 3 million ounces each. Cross River has got seven projects within the prolific greenstone belts of Northwest Ontario, which host the most productive gold deposits in the world. On top of that, they got a world-class technical team led by Dr. Rob Carpenter. He's a former CEO of Kamenak, which some of you will know was acquired by Gold Corp for $520 million. So he's been there. He knows how to take the ball all the way in the end zone. And they recently raised over $2.6 million in the private placement. They'll be able to finance what they got to do. Their flagship McVicker property is situated close to the 3.8 million ounce spring pole deposit. It's got two mineralized trends, numerous 500 gram per ton plus uh, gold samples and, and drill permits for the property have already been issued. Alex, Let's talk about this great company. Welcome to the show. George, thank you. Always good to see you. And yeah, Cross River is an exciting, uh, exciting uh, company and we're in a, in a great phase. So uh, good timing to introduce it to your people. So you were already in a great neighborhood and it just got better thanks to the takeover of Great Bear Resources by Kinross Gold for $1.8 billion, billion. So not, not a typo there, guys. $1.8 without a resource calculation, which to me is mind-blowing. So yeah. how good, generally speaking, how good is the neighborhood you're in and how much better did it just get with this monster transaction? It absolutely was a monster transaction. It brings a lot of attention to the district. Um, you know, we saw that in Newfoundland with Newfound Gold um, when Great Bear made their discovery, which is a generational discovery. Let's just be honest. It, it, it's, it's the upper percentile for sure. But when they made that discovery, you know, a lot of people came flying back into Red Lake. Red Lake was, you know, pretty quiet there. It'd been a historic camp with a lot of ounces uh, pulled out of the ground over the several decades. But, but obviously, a new discovery uh, like like Great Bear. Now they're a little south of Red Lake, but nevertheless, what we're talking about is northwestern Ontario and the Superior Province. This this wide swath of mineralized trends and and greenstones that that are very prolific. You have a large gold, a large project portfolio in Northwestern Ontario. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us why this area may be seeing is believing at, at this point. You can show us a slide. Sure. Uh, yeah. You want me to plot that slide up? Is that yeah, a good idea? Let's see that because I think that that slide is so powerful for everyone to see. There we go. So obviously, you know, here we are, uh, these yellow badges, these are our projects. You can see the greenstone belts in appropriately green. Thanks to our graphics maker, it makes it easy to see. The, uh, the Uchi sub-province, uh, 
the this belt this basically this swath runs across Ontario into Quebec. You can see the majority of these belts have gold deposits, gold occurrences. Um, our our projects are are dotted throughout, and even south in these greenstones, south of the main belt. But Red Lake here, uh, Pickle Crow here, you know, Golden Patricia, which is just down the road from our McVicker project, right here. That's six hundred thousand ounces at fifteen grams per ton. Uh, so it's a very prolific area. And the great thing about it is it's relatively underexplored. If you don't have a great bear and you don't have a couple of other discoveries, you know, there's not much poking around going on. Um, and that hasn't been the case. We're lucky that this ground is relatively underexplored and, and to grab a portfolio like we did in this area is, it was a really good strategic move on our part. Yeah. And visually looking at it, that's why I want to bring this up because a picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, you know, all those yellow dots, uh, right inside those greenstones and surrounded by, uh, you know, other great, uh, other great mines. Yeah, no. And that's, well, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be an outlier. You want to be in an area. Perfect scenario is an area that has demonstrated and proven to be a mining friendly jurisdiction, to be a geologically friendly jurisdiction where you're getting a lot of gold. And that's the case here, as you mentioned in the opening, those stats, um, and obviously what you want is you want a situation where it is, hasn't been pin cushioned. I mean, people are still picking up properties in the main uh, trends in Nevada that have been systematically, you know, poked for 30, 40, 50 years. So what, what are the chances of running into a million ounces down there? I don't know. Probably not as good as they are here. And, and show us for a second Great Bear where it is because they kind of did that same thing, right? They went right. into an area. Yeah, Dixie's down here in this corner. Um, you know, that's the Red Lake area proper. So Dixie's sort of south of Red Lake, obviously, but nevertheless brought a lot of attention to this area. But these belts stretching across here, um, there's there's more action. It hasn't just been Great Bear. There are others moving in and at, in and around here. Uh, Barrick has announced some JVs and some other companies have, have moved in. There's been a little bit more activity, which tells you that I think the majors uh, think that 2022 is probably going to be a good year for gold. Get positioned now. And Great Bear kind of proved the point that you don't want to be right in the thick of things where everyone's been for, you can be just off. So they're just south. I see you there just east and south with four, uh, with four projects there. So yeah, yeah, these are you know, great what is, what is Great Bear kind of going off the grid a little bit do for, you know, bringing more attention now to Cross River? Right. Well, you know, we saw we saw an, an interest in our stock the day that was announced. Obviously, there's a little closeology going on where people say, hey, look at this. Uh, Great Bear got bought out for big money. Um, they started people, retail investors are starting to look at other companies in the area that have upside potential. And I think uh, when you look at our checklist of, of, of attributes, um, we, we meet some, we meet criteria that are important to investors. All right. Well, let's go through some of those. So we'll. We'll take back. We'll take back the map here. Yeah. Um, in in mining and exploration, the people is paramount. Usually in small cap, you got to have money, but in mining especially because it's a it's it's expertise. It's, if you don't have the technical expertise, you're done. You can have a hundred million dollars if you got George poking holes in the ground. You're not going anywhere. So let's talk about the people that are leading the exploration programs. Absolutely. Well, we have. Um... A, a phenomenal technical team, as you mentioned, led, led by uh, Rob Carpenter, 
Kamenek, also uh, Dr. Alan Wainwright, Lori Pazlowski, and, and Dan McNeil. They're, they're uh, basically, we've got two PhDs and two masters running our, our, our uh, exploration program. So a requisite level of expertise is there. These are people who've made discoveries, big discoveries, have, have, have seen those discoveries um, advance. And uh, we're, we're, you know, one thing you need is you need people who've been to the top of the mountain. And, and, and so we're, we're excited to have the tech team. They're doing all the exploration work for us. And it's a great relationship. Yeah. What does it mean to have someone like uh, Dr. Carpenter, who's actually, you know, sold something for, for an exit for $500 million yeah. plus, because there aren't a lot of those in the junior space. Yeah. So having someone on board that's been to the show, how big is that for Cross River? Yeah, it, it's phenomenal. I mean, just from a credibility standpoint, but more more so, you know, the technical team in, in I'm impressed with their methodical strategic approach to exploration. They said, this is how we're going to do it. We have stuck to that over the last year. It's super, um, it's hard for, for retail to, to, to stay by that. I mean, we did a lot of data compilation, did a lot of groundwork. We did a lot of things leading to drill phase. Uh, that's, always, that's not always exciting for retail, uh, particularly in the back half of, the, of 2021, which has been really tough on, in the gold sector. So we've lost some market cap, but, but they have stuck to their plan We've, we've seen it through, um, and, and I like the approach. I think it's the best way to do it. Um, I'm watching in awe at how good they are at what they're doing, and now we're finally getting into uh, the most exciting phase, which is drilling, coming around, right around the corner. Well, and let's talk about that in a second, but I just want to add to that. If there's one trait I've seen in most, if not all, successful exploration companies, it's that persistence to stick to a thesis and see it all the way through, Right. despite the impatience that may be, you know, going on around them, that seems like it's always been a common characteristic. And yeah. having this team on board is, says a lot. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what, we came out of the gate, we IPO'd in 2020, we IPO'd into the best gold market we'd seen in, you know, years. So we were near 2000 an ounce. Um, our stock ran out of the gate on the acquisition of our projects. Uh, and then you look at, the, you know, we were kind of set up for this, this downward simply because we were going to be doing this data compilation and then we were going to be doing sampling and, and the, the non-exciting stuff that you got exciting stuff. But you know, if gold stays at 2000, we retain market cap gold plummeted, the markets turned and uh, here we are. So it's a great opportunity for people getting uh, involved with the story. Now where we're cheap uh, and we're closer to drilling uh, than we were a year ago when we ran, uh, when the stock ran pretty, pretty heavily out of the gates. So let's talk about this. It's a pretty big drill program that you're going to start at your flagship property and you've got the money behind it. So talk to us about um, timing, you know, when you think it might start, how long it'll last and, and even maybe some information on the drill targets themselves. Sure. Well, we're going to be doing about a 5,000 meter drill program to start. Uh, now get an, get an idea of McVicker is uh, about 12,000 hectares. So it's district scale. It's big. Um, it, it's on the Lang Lake Greenstone Belt, so we control the majority, if not all, of the structural components of the belt, which is what you want when you're looking for gold deposition, obviously. There's a ton of occurrences on the project. McVicker, um, just to retrace, McVicker was held essentially by BHP back in the 90s. After Briex uh, and, and, and the scandal involved there, but a lot of these companies, the big conglomerates, 
failed on Canadian exploration. And by so, the way, for new investors, Briex was an Indonesian uh, fraud. It correct. wasn't a fraud in anywhere near Red Lake or the Red Lake where it were no, rivers, but all. it damaged the entire industry irreparably sure for about five years. So it, companies it bailed out on good projects. It did. And and but what what so what happened with the ground at McVicker is it fell into you know a dozen different hands and 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 continued like that for two decades. Uh, where you know you get prospectors picking up ground and tooling around and other people doing other things in different areas, but no overall systematic um, uh, designed approach to the ground. It was just piecemeal. So we came in, we got parts of it in an acquisition. We got more of it in an acquisition. Eventually we got the entire Lang Lake belt. Uh, and we were the first ones to do a, a basically a, a belt size belt overview of, of Lang of the ground there. And, and, and it's led to some really interesting data that's popped up. Um, we have uh, our sampling program this summer delineated about a 700 meter uh, corridor uh, south of the cello vein. Now the cello vein is what you were referring to when you were talking about 500 gram samples. They were up to uh, north of 800 grams. Uh, BHP did a 34 chip sample back in 1993 uh, sampling program in a trench. Uh, they ended up the average grade of those 34 samples was 28 grams per ton. That's the average grade. So obviously we know that cello vein is, has got gold deposition and it's, it's got it in a, in a robust way. But uh, sampling this summer and the reconnaissance, uh, we're about 600 meters south of cello vein is this uh, uh, barehead fault zone. And it's about a 700 meter uh, corridor that we're going to start testing this, uh, this upcoming. And, and how humor. happy were you guys to find that? You know, uh, it was a, oh, it, it was it was a bonus for sure. Um, but that's what they wanted to do. There's no point in going into the areas that have already been established as being gold bearing. Um, those are good drill targets for whatever reasons. They may or may not be priority targets, but to find more targets, that was the goal. And that's what we've done. So um, we've got the first drill program here of many to come because it's a huge project. There's a lot of ground. Uh, but this is the first one and we're going to get going uh, in Q1. So January, we'll have some news. We'll be drilling through, you know, end of January, probably through, through March. Uh, it's a 5,000 meter program. We're going to hit a couple of the priority target zones and, and begin to drill test um, a big project that has had a new light shined on it thanks to the data compilation and the work our tech team has done over the last year. How far does a two and a half million dollars take you uh, that you just raised? Because right. a lot of people at home don't know how does a 5,000 meter program cost two and a half million dollars, half yeah. a million dollars? Give us yeah. an indication of yeah. how much drive power sure. you're going to have to really, you know, yeah. explore. No, we're, we're going to be comfortably comfortable uh, after this, after this uh, drill program. Um, it, it, as an explorer, as a driller, uh, we're in the, we're in that situation where you have to raise money. You have to continue to raise money. We'll raise more money in 2022. Um, <clears throat> we're hoping that it maybe comes in a better market. Uh, with a better share price for us. But these are things we really can't control. What we can control is to continue to stick to our gun, stay on the plan, the strategic plan to drill it the way we're drilling it, to get the data. And uh, I think eventually um, you, you look around and you say, this is a big piece of ground. There's no deposit. We do have a small copper deposit on the project, I should mention, but uh, at McVicker. But there's this massive project that hasn't had a systematic exploration program done on it. We're the first ones to simply to realistically do that. So what what are, what are the what are the what's the end result? Well, we think there's ounces in the ground there. How much? We'll find out. What's the what's the goal behind this first five thousand meters? 
obviously you're not going to, you're not going to just, oh, I'm not saying, I shouldn't say you're not. Most people don't think they're going to discover, you know, a massive deposit on the first 5,000 meters, or maybe you guys think you're really close. What's the, what's the real, is it more probative uh, or, or do you guys think you're actually going to be drilling yeah. for gold? Right. Well, we are looking for more mineralization. Obviously, listen, we're excited about the Bearhead Fault. That this that trend uh, holds the Golden Patricia mine just south of us. Uh, the Golden Patricia, as I mentioned, six hundred thousand ounces historically at about fifteen grams per ton. Closer to us on the same trend is uh, two, are two small deposits uh, held by Ardiden, an Australian company. Um, you know, and they're in the five gram range. So that's we're in a very I want to say um, uh, prolific belt. Uh, we just know that it's underexplored and, and that our area needs to be systematically drilled. So this is drill testing. It's probative in a way, um, but we're looking for mineralization. We're looking for new areas that, that are going to be uh, a priority areas for us moving forward. You, uh, you talk about a checklist that investors should look at or should have when they're valuing an exploration company. What is the checklist and what does Cross River check off on the checklist? Sure. No, I love it because it's easy to digest. Look, we're, we're pretty early in our capital, capital structure. So, you know, 35 million shares after this placement, we're, we're closer to 45. Uh, so we're still relatively early uh, in terms of our capital structure. That's always good to get in at, at close to the ground floor. Uh, we have, as you mentioned, a world-class technical team, uh, some of the best people in the business. We have district scale land packages in areas that have been proven, um, but but haven't been you know pin cushioned to death, uh, where you know you wonder where the ounces are. So we have this great little you know uh, dynamic where there's just enough work done to tell you there's gold, but not enough to to, tell, to make you wonder where it is. In, 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 it's we're lucky, um, and then you get into uh, uh, just the the cycle. Are we going to have a good gold run? Uh, inflation is here. Yep, um, we're seeing that there, clear as day. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to like gold moving into 2022. So, um, you know, early early stage, world-class tech team, great projects, big projects, uh, and more than one project. I mean, as you mentioned, we have seven different projects. Um, we're not going to work all, all seven of them over time. We're going to probably concentrate on the top one, two, or three, and then we'll look to farm out the rest, uh, build sort of a, a project generation model where we're sort of a hybrid between an explorer and a project generator. So that uh, that helps us um, mitigate dilution down the line. Um, maybe we can earn income from those other projects and, and help us uh, uh, maintain our listings and legal and, and audit and accounting and all that. That can be paid for out of the revenue streams we generate from our other projects, as opposed to you know doing everything via equity finance. Yeah, that's a smart way to go. And look, raising $2.65 million, the market obviously agrees with your your plan and your thesis. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we wouldn't, in a perfect world, we would have done it north of the price levels we're at. But as I mentioned, we don't control all of those things. You take what you're But given. that's always the case, right, Alex? Even yeah. if you're double where you are today, every CEO says, oh, we could have done a little more north, which is good. It's a good trade to have, but. Well, yeah, and, you know, you get, you get, consternation from retail and, and others basically worried about, you know, dilutive finances, but, but you, you have to do what you have to do to get the drills in the ground. There's no doubt about it because we could sit, do nothing, but we're not yeah. creating value. We raise money. We put the money in the ground. 
Uh, we have a pretty low burn rate. We don't, we're not crazy spenders. Uh, we're, we're focused on drilling. We're focused on exploration discovery and that's, that's what we're going to do. And that's, that's really uh, what we've been doing for the last uh, year. And let's remind everybody that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but great bear, you know, sold at $29 per share. But if you go back and look at his chart three years ago, it was trading in the pennies. So right. I'm sure there were some investors back then complaining, oh, yep. why are you doing this more diluted financing? You should do it at a higher price. But my theory, and you tell me, uh, Alex, my thesis has always been, if you think you've got something great, yeah, try your best not to dilute as much as possible, but get the damn money, get into the ground right. and find what you can find. Because today you're not going to find one shareholder say, ah, $29 a share is pretty good. But, you know, if it wasn't for that dilution that Alex did three years ago, yeah. it would have been $34 a share or something. Right. Right. Bottom line is, right, get the money right. and get to work. No, you're right. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I was one of those great bear shareholders. I had uh, people that I knew who recommended it. I think it was 60 cents a share. I bought it. Um, and uh, I don't know. I lost patience. I sold at 90 cents a share uh, and never really looked back. But now, sure, you think about it. Um, patience is a virtue. It's a hard thing in the markets, uh, particularly nowadays where you think everybody wants instant gratification. But with an explorer, Cross River, for example, you meet a lot of the, 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 the criteria that you want to look for for an early stage investment. Let it ride. Buy in now. It's cheap. Let it ride. Let us drill. Let us develop the projects. And I think you'll be happy. And the most important part for you is you may be impatient with other investments. But when it comes to Cross River, you guys have been very patient. You're doing all the things that need to be done. All the, like we said, the non-exciting stuff the yep. non-glamorous in order to get this up to this position. Be right, so. everything, yeah, you need to go through the steps. And uh, that's the most impressive thing with, with our tech team is they've they've done that. They, they said, well, we're going to do it this way and we've done it to a T. So we're excited, get the drills in the ground and, and begin that process. 2022 will be more about drilling than anything else. Well, you're on the launch pad now, right? Everything gets set up. Like I said, all the non-glamorous work was done. The money's at the table. The target's been identified. And now it's just a case of starting, you know, start, started drilling in January, right, Alex? Yeah, we think so. I mean, uh, things are in flux, obviously, but, you know, January is, is, we'll be prepping in January for sure. Whether the drills are running uh, it, uh, in that third or fourth week remains to be seen, but we're cashed up, we're permitted up, we're ready to go. It's, 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 it's uh, out of my hands when it's actually going to start, but we are drilling. Well, can't wait to have you back as soon as drilling starts. Uh, yep. And then we're going to have that cadence of some drill holes, some assays, some drill holes, some yeah, assays. That. So that's going to be fun. But in the meantime, hey, thanks for what you guys have done to set up the company, to get it to this position, uh, to, 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 to take a real great shot at this. I think you guys done an amazing job and, and, and can't wait to have you back to talk. Yeah, about no, it I appreciate that. And uh, why don't you just book me in right now for mid-January? All right, January 15th. Okay. Uh, the, I love the confidence. Yeah, I now let's it. go. Let's get well, great, Alex. We're going to be we're going to be happy to talk about it. It's exciting for us, and it's just the beginning of the next phase for CrossFit. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Alex Klenman, he's CEO at Cross River Ventures, CRVC in Canada, CSRVF in the United States. For those of you who want to start your due diligence because you like what you heard, two ways to do that. 
First, get to the profile page on Agoracom, where all of this is nicely segmented and laid out for you to understand that good thousand foot level, and then do your deeper dive due diligence from that point. Click right over the Cross River website, do your due diligence. They've got the cash, they've got the people, they've got the projects, and they've got the neighborhood, and now it's just getting going. So do your due diligence, guys. 12 months from now, don't say we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.